RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to the Plant Power Podcast. Hopefully, everybody had a wonderful week. Uh, first and foremost, let me show some love to Cureleaf, who is our title sponsor. Uh, there's Cureleaf's everywhere, and uh, we actually have my boy Brandon coming on, who uh, uh, got a promotion, everybody, so we're going to celebrate Woo! that. And uh, also, uh, Tom and I are heading to uh, Mount Dora this weekend to go through the grow house, so I'm pretty excited about that. So we're going to break that down. But one love to Cure Leaf. Uh, Cure Leafs are everywhere. I just came from a Cure Leaf 50% off, and I, it's, I swear to God, it's 50% off every day. So people stop asking me if there's deals, because there's deals almost every darn day at Cure Leaf, and that's, and that's real talk. Now, let's get to some cannabis talk. Uh, my partner here, Mr. Tom Ponzo. How you doing, brother? How's All life? All right, man. Very well. How you doing? I'm doing good. Life Great. is good. Now, uh, I get Tom Ponzo to do some investigative journalism for me. First of all, you were breaking down a strain today. What strain did you break down? Black Widow. Let's do it. Black Widow. I had some today. Um, it's a hybrid of South American and South Indian sativa. And what it's supposed to do, it's make you nice and relaxed, nice. which it did. I took some today and I read up on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is making you, me you feel relaxed. You look relaxed. relaxed. I, I am relaxed yeah, today. You are. Yeah, you are. Especially <laughs> relaxed today. Mm -hmm. And it helps with pain, as most uh, uh, strains do. But uh, look into the terpenes a little bit mm -hmm. inside the marijuana because all of our endocannabinoids yes. are different. So how we react to certain strains of terpenes sure. affects or, or tells us how the drug's going to affect us. So that's why I try to do a little bit of experimenting, sure. finding out about that. And this particular brand, Black Widow, made me very relaxed today. I'm, I'm actually a little bit more jumpy than I normally that's am. A, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but I, I'm going to say this about marijuana. Everybody is different. Uh, just like I used to be a drinker. Some people like vodka, some people like gin. Uh, marijuana is the same thing. Certain strains will affect you differently. Uh, different times of the day you take it, indicas, uh, sativa is a whole nine yards. So there's a lot of different variations. So kind of you know pick and choose and feel out what's, what's best for you. And uh, as you get along, you'll figure things out. Uh, I'm not particularly picky myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I just like to get it in. Okay. <laughs> I just like to get it in, and that's it. And that's and that's what it's all about. So, uh, Black Widow, uh, thumbs up for Black Widow. Thumbs up for Black Widow. Beautiful. Definitely. Okay. Yes. Now we just got over a pandemic. Okay, and uh, the pandemic affected some things positively and it crushed some other things you know what i mean i know you came up with some statistics about the pandemic and how it affected uh, cannabis how did it affect cannabis 50 percent of cannabis users have increased their consumption since the pandemic started that makes sense doesn't it yeah like you're sitting at home like as, as a, a somebody who uses cannabis uh the longer i'm home Probably the more I'm going to smoke, mm -hmm. the more the, opportunity you have. The less you're at work, the mm -hmm. less you're going to smoke. So with the pandemic and everybody being at home majority of the time, I would think that people were waking and baking on, on the regular basis. Yeah, for no, sure. no question. No, I mean, no doubt yeah, about that. No doubt about that. Now, on the same line, cannabis sales to female customers increased by 55% during that time. Wow. Yeah, to 50, female customers. Just the, the females. Females, 55%. Um, and weed sales reached $25 billion in 2021, a 40% increase from 2020 when the pandemic 40 started. 40% 40%. Increase. And this year is expected to reach $32 billion. 
Unbelievable. So, like, like I said, some some businesses, restaurants, and things like that, and a lot of them went under. We know mm-hmm. that. They're yeah. still and coming back. I know. There's some businesses that have flourished beyond belief, and I think cannabis is one is one of those businesses. Unquestionably, and and you set up for such an explosion Correct. in this market all around the country. Yep. And considering that, 44 percent of all Americans now have legal access to recreational it's recreational cannabis. It's that high already. It's that high already. Well, 44 percent of Americans. You got to figure in. In 10 years, it's going to be above 60%. I would think so. For sure. Sure. For and, sure. and hopefully at that time, mm-hmm. it's legal everywhere, man. It needs to be legal it's everywhere. And, uh, 91% of adults want to legalize it. So is it 9% that strong, I guess? <laughs> 9% has to be strong as hell, I guess. Um, but listen, we're, we're here fighting for it every single day, and we want to be a proponent for it. And when it does get legalized, uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to be one, but I just want to say I helped to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, as somebody who speaks on cannabis on a consistent basis, people come to me with a lot of questions, okay? And one of the questions I get a lot is, can I have a gun, <laughs> and can I also have my medical marijuana card? Now, we... I've, well, you, I think you were you were actually producing at the time when we had Nikki Freed on. Yes. On, the, on Beckles and Retcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked her, and she said there was a way around it, but I never could really figure it out. What did you find out about the laws of having a medical marijuana card and, you know, and your gun license? Well, you can't. That's what I thought. You can't. Yeah. And, and this is where we talked about last week, the stigma mm-hmm. of marijuana. It, it's still rampant in the governmental Correct. side of mm-hmm. everything. So, And it's still listed as a Schedule One drug. So because because it's problem. still listed as a Schedule One drug federally, mm-hmm. if you're known to use it, you can't own a gun, and vice versa mm-hmm. here in Florida. If you own a gun, we have a friend, Double D, who mm-hmm. he owns a gun. Mm-hmm. He can't get a medical license, Correct. and it's unfortunate, but you know, wh- what do you think's gonna happen? I mean, if, I don't know, if you're an alcoholic or you drink a lot, you're more apt to use a weapon than someone who's sitting around chilling, smoking well, listen, a joint, our country it, always, it doesn't lead to violence. Listen, governments and countries are all hypocritical, by the way. No kidding. And to, to let somebody go from a liquor store to a gun shop and buy a gun is the most ignorant thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. No so, and my thing is, if you make it illegal to have a gun license and to have your medical marijuana license, what are people going to do? They're not going to get one or the other. And that's not good. Right. That's not good. Right. So if people that are that have their guns don't want to get the medical marijuana license because they don't want to mess with it, then they're on the streets getting it illegally. Now they're messing with fentanyl and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And they're doing things illegally. So, you know, some of our rules here in our country uh, are uh, they're backwards and they don't help us ultimately. Not only that, if you have a gun, you're more apt to use it. Alcohol you and know. guns? I, I mean, I mean... Once again, I I used to be a drinker, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why I didn't like guns, and I still don't really love guns, is because, you know, if you're a drinker, you do dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want to do is have a gun around when you're, act, when you're drunk, okay? I haven't been drunk in a long time, and I don't really miss it, okay? But to me, smoking marijuana and, and being... But you can get intoxicated by smoking marijuana. We all sure. know that. But that's a different feel than being drunk. I mean, the last thing I want to do is go look for a gun yeah. when I'm high. You know what I'm saying? I want to go to sleep. You know? And when, but the thing is, when you're drunk, you don't know what the hell you're How doing. How many fights are caused because people are high? None. <laughs> exactly. There you go. None. When you're drunk, though, yeah. you... 
tend to get a little out of control. It, a little? It intensifies your personality. It gets a lot out of control. Yeah. Now, we, we, we've talked about uh, starting a uh, consumption lounge here, and we're going to have a private club eventually. And I talked to a few people in the consumption lounge business, and they were talking about legalizing it and you know, ma- kind of pairing it up with alcohol. And I just looked at them, and I was like, you're going to pair up marijuana and alcohol? Like, to me, that's the worst pairing known to man. Not a small and idea. Ha- I, you know, having, I own a kava shop here. Well, I sell kava and kratom. And kava and kratom, to me, are almost family to marijuana. Mm-hmm. So as we go forward and we start this private club and we do things moving forward and there's just consumption lounges, if, we, if it ever gets recreational, you won't see me mixing alcohol and marijuana. Never. I don't know why Never. anybody would want to mix those two things. As somebody who used to do both, you make bad decisions. Okay, <laughs> I think everybody knows that as we move forward. Not only do you make bad position uh, decisions, you just you get crazy. You, you get really super high. Yep. It's, it yep. just depends on the. It, for me, it Correct. depends on the order in which you take it. Correct. You know, if I drink and then smoke, yep. then I'm just, I can't. I can't well, handle life. I, as somebody who used to be a drinker, <laughs> I could take. I used to be able to take a couple gummies and be blasted. Mm-hmm. Now I don't drink. I mean, I can take a substantial more gummies and it's just not the same effect. So right. everybody just be safe out there with your alcohol and your weed consumption. Once again, thank you to Cureleaf uh, for being our title sponsor. And over here at the Dignitary Tea and Kava House, we do have a cannabis doctor right now that's in our building right, right here. And you can go to cannabisdocgroup.com and uh, you can make up your appointment right there. And uh, really, you come in, it takes a few minutes, you roll up in here like I've never seen anybody get denied okay everybody asks me how hard is it to get I've never seen anybody denied so come over here hang out dignitary tea and kava house cannabis.group.com or 813-501-4777 now this young man I had him on the show a couple weeks ago and since then has got a promotion everybody my guy Brandon Manulo good to see you brother good to see you too man and what did you good used to be and what are you now if I may ask wow well same same person I always was mm-hmm. um, I was the Southeast region trainer so I dealt with all of Florida Florida is a region by itself it's huge out there mm-hmm. um, and now I'm going to be helping lead the national team so nice. I get to spread the Florida love and the good vibe if you've shopped with us you you know that vibe no doubt. Uh, the Curly vibe you know that's why we go and um, I get to spread that out to the rest good of the country you. so I'm excited you. Yeah. thank so you, you. <laughs> so you paved the way in the cannabis industry and you keep on paving your way up just keep going I, I love mean, it man I think that's like the coolest thing about it is in training I get to share my story with people. Sure, yeah. And success stories are good. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, it's just emerging. There's a lot of opportunity for everybody Correct. in this industry. So Correct. come on and apply. Cureleaf.com. Jump on there. Go to careers. I'd love to see you. You'll meet me eventually. No doubt. And listen, I consider myself a, a success story, too, with, with cannabis, having played in the NFL for nine years. Uh, for those of you that see me running around town, and I don't know if I'm literally running. I'm not a big runner, but I do I move around okay for an old cat that has done what I've done. And I really, a lot of it is, is because of cannabis. I'm serious about that because, you know, when I play, a lot of people were handing out pills, and that's what we were ingesting at the time. And what they really should have been doing is giving out marijuana. Okay, and I think the the rules and regulations have eased up a little bit since in the NFL, which is a beautiful thing. So at least we're heading in, in the right direction now. Uh, being associated with Cure Relief, we I do have some some perks. Uh, you just you brought me. What did you bring me here first of all? That's man, that is the new new release. Just came out recently. The Durban Tie. 
And Ooh. the reason I brought it, I mean, the strains are coming out all the time, but this is like a representation of a lot of hard work of all the people at Mount Dora mm -hmm. and Homestead. That's a homemade strain, and it's the first of many homemade strains that are going to come out. Um, and you're going to see some interesting names because we've got to name them. We actually had a contest with the dispensaries. Oh boy. Uh, one of the teams got to name one of the strains. Really? Um, and we've been coming up with some creative ones because the genetics are being made in-house. No doubt, so, yeah. Cool thing is if there's any strains you love with Cureleaf, like we're crossing those strains with other ones and we're just making new options. So uh. it's kind of like, you know, have you ever had Pringles and had two different flavors at the same time? Of course. It's the only way to make Pringles Do I look better. like I haven't done that? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. We're taking different strains. We're mm -hmm. taking the things we love about them. And I actually brought this nifty difty computer. Mm -hmm. I want to give a shout out to Anthony Knight Hill because now I can see the different varieties of the strains and how many different choices wow. that we pick through before they actually make it to that. And that one right there, uh -huh. that girl right there, she is lemony and she is delicious. Mm. And it is just like a very clean, um, finely built flower. One of the best that we've put out. So go check out the Durban Thai mm -hmm. next time you're around. And anything with Thai in it is gonna be something that we've crossed with mm -hmm. that, if you like it. So keep your well, eyes peeled. It's delicious, first of all. When you told me that we we're gonna be talking about that, I went to Cure Leaf and got me some. So <laughs> I've been, yeah. You were there five minutes before I yes, was. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I tried to buy up all of it, but uh, you know, basically I've been smoking this all week and it's it's absolutely delicious. And for people, uh, I've had, at the, at the beginning, I heard people say, oh, I, I, Cure Leaf's, the, their flowers, not, they don't have great nugs. Get out of here. Yeah, seriously. You don't get much bigger nugs than that. Seriously. Hey, I'll tell you this much. I know everybody out there at the Grows, mm. and um, it's a Grows a living thing. And this mm. thing, which I have a surprise for you, so we talked about it the first uh, time I was on here. Yes. Tours official. This Saturday, we're going to get you in there, VIP tour with Anthony, one yes. of the managers at the facility. Yes. Um, we're going to get you picks. We're going to get you locked in, and I we're going to see about doing some cooler stuff there. But you're going to see how gigantic and how large scale these things are and mm -hmm. it's all done by people and Anthony's Amazing. a person you're a person mm -hmm. I'm a person and I think that's what the dopest thing about cannabis is like no doubt everywhere you go it's just people like me it's people like sure. you and it's people just coming together that all believe in one thing making it happen no and doubt so get ready to have your like if you haven't seen a big large scale facility uh, this is going to be one for the record books in the journal now. I haven't seen a small scale facility I've, the only place I've ever gone is I went to San Antonio one time and uh, I think it was G13 hemp company it was it's a small farmers are doing it themselves so they're doing hemp outside sure but I, I almost can't imagine how big the grow house is but what, what about size wise I mean how, how big of a grow house is, is this so I don't even want to say I is mean, it a football field full of weed so, so imagine a football field indoor full of marijuana plants uh -huh. and then imagine like that built around a factory that constantly churns it out and wow. imagine just like walking into every door that you walk into it's like walking into a different room at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory uh, you beat me cannabis. to that one yeah. I was gonna because I was actually in that play in elementary school uh, well, I was, exactly. was Veruca Salt's father <laughs> uh, she was white and my wife was white in, in, the, in the play I never understood that but anyway before the times yeah it was way 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 before the times my man but um, I, I could picture that walking in different rooms at a dispensary or at a grow house and different things happening like what are the different okay it's growing obviously but what other processes are happening there 
So everything happens at the grow. Uh, as far as our flower products go, uh, all the cloning of the plants, mm -hmm. the consistency of product that happens there, the moving around, setting up the tables. But um, there's also the packaging for all of our flower happens okay. right there on site. Okay. Man, we also have uh, our rosin press machine out there. I'd love to see that. And we also have a couple cool other surprises for you out there really? that, um, of some new cool products that are be going to be coming out, some extraction oh, processes. It. So it's it's literally a factory. It's a cannabis community within Cureleaf itself. No doubt. Um, and that's why I want to have you out there because we want to we want to celebrate them. We want to reward them for yes, all their hard work. Out. And we want to collaborate Correct. and do some more Good fun word. stuff to get your name out mm -hmm. and to let people know, you know, what we're doing here Absolutely. and that that flower is fire. It's no, some well, of the best flower ever. That's a, that's a fact. And so this is Durban Thai. I mean, how many homemade strains do you guys have at this moment? Um, I, well, looking through this, mm -hmm. I think I saw four or six varieties okay. of the Durban. Mm -hmm. um, sky's the limit. Like, we're just getting into this. We're, we're really growing up now. We're putting on our, our big, big people pants, mm -hmm. if you will. A lot of learning coming up and a lot of explosive growth. So I would say whatever strain you want, walk into a cure leaf and let one of your people there know mm -hmm. and they'll get it back to us sure, and if yeah. we can get enough feedback and we get enough um enough fire going out there on social media and stuff we will find a strain that you want and get it out to the so if, if somebody hits a strain anywhere that they love you could go to Curly and say hey can you guys look for this strain for me we could get some close wow. man. there's ways to do it because i mean that's a great conversation with anthony because cannabis is illegal to carry across state lines Correct. but different things like plant cultures and pollen are not. So there are ways to bring genetics around mm -hmm. and get them into these gardens, okay. but we don't know what anybody wants unless they communicate. And that's, you know, the dispensary in the day is supposed for people to communicate. Um, and that last segment that you did, I loved it because um, some people may have smoked that a hundred times, but there's new people that just started today. Correct. And Correct. I think people forget that, and that's why we have to be a broken record. We have to repeat ourselves, and we mm. have to be here and make ourselves available mm. because there's someone brand new today stepping into this, and no doubt. we gotta be there to support him. And listen, I, if I had a nickel for every time somebody said, I, I go, do you smoke marijuana? Oh no, I tried it in high school, I didn't like it. And I go, that dirt weed crap that you smoked in high school is certainly not the same thing. And Definitely marijuana not. now is more of a science than it used to be way back in the day. Well, Brandon, Cheers. congratulations, brother. Appreciate it. Looking forward to the, going to see the grow house on Saturday. Yeah. And looking forward to you sitting in and uh, bringing us knowledge on a regular basis. Appreciate being here. Good uh, stuff. My last guest here is Mr. Mike Minardi, who I've known for a long time. I don't remember where we met, but it's been quite a while. And uh, he's running for office. Um, I'm going to let everybody know that I don't even do politics. I don't even really believe in politics. So that's as real as I can get. But I believe in what this young man believes in, and that's marijuana. So we have Mike Minardi here, who is running for office. How are you doing, sir? I am doing absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Now, yeah. this is... you. You've never been in office yet, no. right? Is this your first time running? Yes, it is. It is. Now, what made, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, marijuana is one of the first things that you put on your docket. Is, is that correct? It is. It's the top of the list. It's the number one priority that we have in Florida, and, you know, it's got to happen. It, it has to happen. I don't know how long it, it's going to take before this recreational thing comes about, but like for instance like I said I'm not a political person I'm, yep. I'm not okay I'm not a Republican I'm not a Democrat I'm nothing I don't like labels uh, I voted I voted in the last election uh, and one of the things I do look for is is marijuana just what are some of the other things that okay I, I know abortion is one of them what are yep. some other other things people put up up, up there well so 
you know, mostly it's cultural issues, yeah. infrastructure in Tampa okay. and stuff like that and education. Okay. You know, and the environment is big sure. here as well. So, you know, the way that I presented is mm -hmm. cannabis number one can touch all of these things right Correct. and hemp you know never mind the resources that we can save with regards to law enforcement and Correct. put those towards i'd really like to go against violence yep. you know let's stop that and and we do that i think by freeing up law enforcement resources taking that money from tax dollars from a legal adult market Correct. putting it towards education like they have in, in colorado and other states and you know actually let people be mm -hmm. free you know as you said one of the cool things about going to events throughout the country right i always ask cops and law enforcement mm -hmm. officers how they feel about the cannabis event correct they laugh they smile all, yeah. it's so much fun yeah. it's way better than alcohol mm -hmm. you know and people should have the choice and that's what it's about correct. and that's what we need to bring here to florida i love it so where are we mm -hmm. in the state of florida with cannabis i've, I've i'm around most cannabis people. I'm around a lot of cannabis people. We just we were both at Kush Khan and yep. we were we were around all the cannabis people, including Nikki Freed. Where are we with cannabis right now? Because I've asked some people. Some people go, oh, it's going to be this year. Some people say 100% next year. I've heard five years. Where is where is recreational? Where is it right now? So the re reality is mm -hmm. the way I see it, and hopefully I'll be in office to help push something yes. next session. Um, but truly, we've just announced a new petition. We have regulate Florida's home cultivation petition. Okay. I think the goal for both of us is to get these two petitions on the ballot for 2024 okay. and us legalize an adult use sales market and a home cultivation market. Okay. They're separate for single subject reasons, okay. but honestly, you know, if if the people are going to put the money behind it, mm -hmm. I can guarantee you we're going to get this done. Okay. So I think 2024 is our end date. It's mm -hmm. when it's going to happen uh, and I'm we're ready for it. So when you talk about recreational, mm -hmm. They're talking about anybody can go out and purchase, but when they talk about growing, like if, if recreational is passed tomorrow, yep. where would the growing part be? So, and, and again, if it's through ballot initiatives, yeah. we have the home cultivation. So ours would allow any adult 21 plus to grow nine plus plants in the household. Okay. Total of 18 per household. Uh -huh. um, so, you know, that's where it would be. For a ballot initiative, we do have to do it separately, we uh -huh. feel, for constitutional reasons. Correct. Um, honestly, I think if we get it done legislatively, it's not. We're not going to see home grow for patients or for adults mm. uh, for a long time. So sure. that's why, really, you know, and we only got medical here in Florida because of the ballot initiative process, you know, and even passing at seventy-one percent, we still had a legislature that tried to minimize it as much as possible. Sure. Uh, so you know, I, I really think that it, it's got to be a ballot initiative proposal, um, and that's the people coming together collectively. Mm signing it and getting on board and really telling our government and our legislature we want this mm -hmm. we passed medical over by 71 yep. percent uh, and I expect really by 2024 legalization will yeah. will may beat that now I'm sure you have statistics mm -hmm. of other states that have what recreational like what kind of money can that bring to our state God, you know, we're talking about, you know, the first year, probably $3 billion in tax revenue. And it's really hard to tell because no other state is like ours mm -hmm. in that we had a very limited market. You can't compare it to California because they were wide open. People can I, get it anywhere. I heard the other day that Florida has the most 
cannabis card holders in, in the country. Is that true? I believe it is, yeah. And we were one of the fastest growing populations. And and we just we just passed. Yep. So in another couple of years, once again, Florida doesn't mess around, dude. So, you know, and the thing with that is we have the, one of the largest populations, 20 million. California, again, is a totally yeah, different yeah, world. Yeah. Uh, so there's really no other states to compare it to. As we know, New York is the other large population state, which is way behind us. Sure. Uh, as far as patient population. And those continue to grow, you know, a few thousand each every, every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we see, more licenses will hopefully be issued mm-hmm. to open up this market. We expect 22 to 26 new licenses for MMTC. Well, to be opening up within, you know, the next six to nine months after okay. the first black farmer license is mm-hmm. given out. Wow. So we all know that the stigma is not gone. OK, that's why I have this podcast. That's why yeah. you're bringing up marijuana on the ballot. So when people are going up against you, are those people that are afflicted by the stigma coming at you that way? Are they saying this guy wants to legalize marijuana, holding that against you? How how they approaching you with that? Yeah, yeah, a few people yeah. have absolutely. At one of the events, you know, they're like, oh, well, how is legalization? They read my website, the gold standard of the green industry and uh-huh. legalizing. How is that a Republican issue? How is how is that good for people? And we got into it about veterans because she's like, veterans, you know, use cannabis and then they kill themselves after. I'm like, whoa, uh, whoa, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. You know, and then at the <laughs> end of the story, the veteran that, that she was talking yeah. about also was using alcohol at the time as well, right? That's in every story. Mm-hmm. In every single one. And, and you know, I, I've been working with veterans out of criminal cases. Yep. You know, they're the biggest population of medical marijuana patients I've had throughout the country. Yep. And honestly, the things that they see in wartime, you know, it just, it's, it's unfathomable that we mm-hmm. can deal with and tell them, hey, you may fight for our country. You mm-hmm. put your lives on the line. But you can't use this flower, you know, a plant that that is the only Mm -hmm. thing that really helps you in all your ailments. You know, I had one guy tell me that his doctor told him, listen, I can give you the pain meds or I can give you the psych meds, but you can't use them both together. And he's like, well, I just want to use cannabis. You know, and this was before it was legal. Yes. You know, but those are the things that, that we have to deal with on a regular basis. And there still is the stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like to say that it's getting smaller and smaller it and is. smaller. It is. Well, a number came out that 91% of, of mm-hmm. America wants it to be legal. So how strong could that 9% be. Yep. I mean, and once again, I don't know any lawyers or judges that don't smoke weed, so I don't know who's in that who's in that nine percent. I I really don't. And it just gets to a point now where everybody knows this is what's moving forward. This is better for everybody. Yep. Um, statistically less DUI, statistically less domestic abuse. You can keep on going. And once again, you can talk about the monetary side of it, yep. where any state that becomes recreational, you can see the money that's coming in. And I don't know what Florida is waiting for. Billion is a, is a big number. It's a huge number. And, you know, we have a huge teacher shortage mm-hmm. right now in the state, you know, because we can't get teachers there. Yeah. We're not, you know, necessarily competing with salaries yeah. across the country. You know, so that's money that we need Correct. right now, Correct. you know, to go towards it. And never mind uh, the increased tourism. You know, Colorado went from like 20 million tourists mm-hmm. to 80 million Correct. in the few years after legalization. Yeah. And we are already the best place for tourism. Yes, we are. And yes, we are. who wants to, you know, have have a, a smoke at a great lounge like yeah, you right? can here and yeah. go sit on the beach. Well, no doubt. You, know? you said it. We live in paradise that everybody's going to be piloting into Florida and it will help that we get it recreation. Everybody be able to smoke some good, good. Well, Mike, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Go out and vote for the man that's about marijuana. I'm not about politics. I'm about marijuana. Everybody have a great week. Peace out.
Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now. 